Hi, everyone, and welcome to Where Faith Grows. I'm your host, Laura Lambert. Every episode, I sit down with a friend, some old and some new, and we explore areas of our lives where we can let faith thrive and flourish. I'm so happy you're joining me here today. Let's find out together where faith can grow. Welcome back to another wonderful week here at Where Faith Grows. This week, I had the amazing opportunity to sit down and chat with Alex Johnson. Alex got sober and was saved by the grace of God nine years ago. She's married, has an MBA, and is an entrepreneur. Her passion is to empower freedom in people's lives, both to fellow believers and people still searching for answers. Alex recently created a YouTube channel and Instagram page to help encourage people going through hardship. With the recent loss of her dear brother to a combination of addiction, depression, and suicide, she feels an urgency to give people hope during these hard times. Since receiving her MBA, Alex has also been designing an athletic wear company called Light Clothing Co. The company's mission will be to raise awareness for sex trafficking and mental health while donating portions of profit to supporting charities. She loves talking about God's faithfulness and loves encouraging others in their walk with Jesus. I want to go ahead and tell you that this episode is very real, raw, and transparent. We talk about some tough topics, from depression to grief to addiction to suicide. We cover a wide range of mental illness and difficult topics. Although this is rare for us here at Where Faith Grows, I want to be sure you know this in case you have young ears listening alongside you today. All that being said, this episode touched my heart. Alex's transparency about her life journey will have you moved to tears at all she has walked through and overcome by the grace of God. Her message of hope is one that this world desperately needs, and I can't wait for you to be inspired by her story just like I was. So here is my wonderful conversation with the hope-filled, light-giving Alex Johnson. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you. (laughs) I'm really excited to have you. You are, I think, my third interview that I met through Instagram, which is like kind of weird, but also very unique to our day and age. (laughs) Yes. I love it. So I know a little bit about you because we've connected online, but tell listeners kind of about yourself and about your family a little bit. Yeah. So my name is obviously Alex. I've been married for five years to a guy that I dated in high school. So we're kind of, I guess you could say high school sweethearts, but you know, not really. <laughs> we dated for like three days, but it's okay. He's an awesome guy. It counts. It. Thank you. It counts. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I've been sober for nine years by the grace of God, literally. Um, and I've been a Christian for nine years. So those like, coin, I can never say coincided. Coinci- I think that's right. Coincided? I'm way more Southern than you, so I would say coincided, but that's, Coincide. like, that's like the Southern. <laughs> hey, that's good. I like it. Okay. What you said, they've okay. never, yeah, I can't. Anywho, they happen at the same time. They, thank you. Yes, they happen at the same time. And uh, yeah, that's what I have an MBA and I'm working on starting a clothing company. I'm designing everything um, from scratch. So that has been a project of mine for about two years, so. That's me. <laughs> that is you in a nutshell. Yeah, in a nutshell. It's like speed dating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the quick. That's yes. quick and dirty. Okay, so give us a little more. Um, you're starting a YouTube channel. I want to hear all about that. And just kind of like tell me about your goals online. Like what is your passion? What's your mission? Yeah, I started a Instagram about a month and a half ago and then YouTube any day I'm going to be posting. <laughs> we discussed this before we recorded. Yes, we did. I'm having some fear, but I am going to post the YouTube video very soon. So um, the whole point of me getting on social media came from wanting to spread hope. And that's the name of my handle is Hope with Alex. So um, it's more of something serious that happened. Uh, but my brother, he passed away, um, in May of this year, uh, to addiction and depression and suicide. 
uh, is what caused it. And I just realized that I need to like step out in faith and tell people that there is hope and that God is good and that he'll help you if you're going through something hard because Mm -hmm. it just was like, okay, the world is hurting and I have a story to tell, you know, I've worked so hard on like learning from what I've gone through and I haven't been on social media, you know, since I got sober nine years ago. So it just pushed me to be like, okay, that's it. Like I need to get out here and encourage people. So that's what I'm doing. (laughs) I love that. And I think like so many people view social media as like a negative space. So there can never be enough. There can never be enough hope with. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. And also just as a side note, we're going to link your Instagram and your YouTube and all that stuff on the show notes. But when you and I connected, we were both kind of just getting started on the whole Instagram thing. And you have like skyrocketed. People are obviously like connecting (laughs) with what you have to say because I have, Mm -hmm. I like watching it grow because I feel like you do always have really inspiring things to say and more hope is needed. (laughs) Thank you. I feel like that's all God. And then of course, a lot of work, (laughs) but it's both. It's a lot of hustle, (laughs) a lot of hustle, a hundred percent, a lot of hustle. But I do also think that, you know, God is definitely being faithful in this journey. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Tell us about your clothing line too. Yes. This was a huge leap of faith as well that I don't think we'll have time to dive fully into, but maybe once I launch it, we can do, we'll uh, do it again. Yeah, we should do it again. Cause there is like, this was a huge leap of faith. Uh, but in summary, it's going to be an athletic wear clothing company for men and women. And a portion of profits is going to be donated to, uh, anti-sex sex trafficking, uh, places. There's this, yeah. um, this one that I visited when I was a pre-med student. So see, that's just why it's a whole nother story. Cause <laughs> yeah, there's whoa, a lot, <laughs> a lot of stuff that happened in my life, but I went out to Cambodia and we did some medical clinics at a safe house, uh, for the women there. And it just totally opened my eyes. So I, I'm going to donate to them through this company. And then now with what's happened to my brother, I'm going to donate to, uh, just suicide prevention. Yeah. So it's a dual-sided company, kind of like Tom's Shoes, you know, where yeah. it does good and empowers the consumer to make a choice, you know, to buy something that helps raise awareness and helps causes. That is really cool. And also it makes me feel like, wow, what am I doing with my life? No, don't even, <laughs> don't even, I don't, don't even, even know, like, don't even. I don't you're even doing think... so much. You're already doing so much. You're a mom. You're doing that's this true. podcast. <laughs> you were telling me you do the books. Like that's plenty. This is that just is... like what I went to school for. Like I knew I sure. was supposed to do something fashion related. I didn't know what it was. And literally this has been such a God journey. Like it is all faith and it might not work. Like it's not happening yet. So it could totally fail. So, it, but I don't it's all it's been fail. faith. Oh, thank you. God bless well, you. <laughs> thank you. I, it's just like, I feel like already so many things you're saying, you're like, oh yeah, that was a total God thing. That was a leap of faith. And it just, um, I'm really excited because I actually just did an interview last week that hasn't come out yet, but I'll tell you about it when it does. But um, that's what she and I ended up talking about. And we were just talking about basically the concept that if you view everything as a God thing, then you will have a lot of God experiences. Oh, <laughs> and that so, is good. But it seems like I just love that that's how you live your life too, because it's like everything is a miracle if you view everything as a miracle. And then you'll just be one of those people that have a lot of miracles that follow them around. <laughs> that's so good. That is so I good. Love I love I Yeah, totally agree with that. I'm excited for your clothing line and I will be one of your first customers. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it means a lot. Thank Mostly you so much. because, especially with um, working from home, I can never have enough, like, spandex clothing. So yep. Same here. <laughs> I work from home just like you, so. I feel like a lot of people yep. listening right now feel the same way. I think yes. all of us cannot have enough stretchy clothes right now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the more the I know. Year, so. Exactly. And it's called Light Clothing Co. I think I forgot to say that. It's okay, called Light, Light Clothing, clothing Co. Yes, Does, so look out for it someday. <laughs> um, do you have a website yet that we can link in the show notes? Oh, unfortunately not. I have all the, soon. like, I have the handle and the, I have the domain name, but okay. not yet, but soon. 
So well, just stay tuned to, to my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it will, I'll definitely start promoting everything through my social media account once it's up and running. We're in the third round of prototypes. So I feel like we're getting there, but so Not fancy. quite there yet. <laughs> How does it feel to say prototype and be talking about your own <laughs> company? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It sounds, yeah, that's a word I didn't even know about two years ago. So there you go. It's a, it's, it makes it's it all new. Really real probably. It does. It really does. And it adds a lot of stress because now it's like money is involved and time. You're like, sure. oh Lord, help me. You're like somebody help buy this stuff. Somebody yeah, buy for it. real. And make it cute this time. <laughs> it's so hard, but Anyways, like You're I said, like, have me back. I will totally talk all about it. it. Yes. Yes. And I can never talk about clothes enough. So, you know. Same here. Double bonus. <laughs> okay. So today though, let's talk. Well, we have a yes. lot to talk about. Yes, ma'am. But I, I guess just kind of get people acclimated by telling us about like, um, kind of your story of battling addiction, coming to know Jesus. What, what, what was that whole road like for you? Tell us about that journey. Yes. So I started drinking when I was 13 years old. And I do want to note that I came from like a really good family. I was involved in sports and, you know, we ate healthy, like it was a good family life. But around that age, my parents started fighting a lot. So uh, it did end up um, leading to their divorce when they were, when I was about 16 years old. So there was tension in the household. And I think since I was pretty sheltered, once I went to a public school when I was 13 and got introduced to drinking, it was just like, oh, this makes sense. Like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I just, I remember like the first time that I got drunk, I, uh, I just felt so confident and beautiful and funny. Everything that I have never felt like up until that point, because I just always had super bad insecurities when I was uh, in elementary school. So alcohol made me just feel like absolutely amazing. Um, so anywho, like there's a lot more to it, obviously, but I ended up getting addicted to cocaine when I was only 14 years old. Wow. Um, yeah. And then I went to rehab, but it was more like a correctional facility. It was really bad. Like you couldn't even look at the stars. That was considered a runaway plan. <laughs> it was like Looking a prison. The stars? For, yeah. Like for real, it was like a really hardcore place for bad kids. <sighs> So thank God my parents pulled me um, three months into the program, but I think that added to my insecurities, the feelings that I was a burden to my family and that I was just like the black sheep and that they didn't yeah. care about me. So it continued, you know, my cocaine use, my drinking, my partying. And uh, when I turned 18, I ended up getting addicted to heroin and crack cocaine. So that's when it got... Um, really, really dangerous. Not to say it's not dangerous before, but, you know, injecting, yeah, you never know. It is. And so uh, it it got really bad. And obviously there's a lot more in this story, but um, the point is that, and, and I'll, I go into actually a lot more detail. I'm telling my testimony on my YouTube channel. So if this awesome. is something okay. that you're like resonating with, if you're listening, then I can, I'm going to talk probably for like 40 minutes on YouTube. <laughs> so you can go into that. But, um, so what ended up happening though, with my salvation and even before mentioning that, you know, what's just crazy is looking back on my story. It's just like, there are so many times that I see where God saved me from a situation, like whether it literally was like saving my life from an overdose or, um, getting raped or getting drugged, you know, like there's so many things that, I just look back and it's like, oh my gosh, God was in my story. Uh, And that's just what I love. Like even before I was a Christian, God was in my life and I was raised Jewish. So I forgot to mention that too. I knew about God, but the God in the old Testament, you just feel like you're not good enough for him. (laughs) You really don't. Cause he, there's a lot of laws and you know, like (laughs) he seems pretty mad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's pretty mad at his people because they're always screwing up. So I just thought he didn't. Yeah. And I was screwing up. So it was like, okay, God doesn't want anything to do with me. So I know he's real, but like, he doesn't want to hang out with me or so anywho, um, that was my, you know, experience with God. And what happened with my salvation back to that is I was high on heroin. I was going to a community college and I remember walking in and seeing people handing out free Bibles and 
this is where I'm telling you, like God is in your story. If you look at your story, then it's like, oh my gosh, God was there. Because why would I go walk up to people that are handing out free Bibles, like high on heroin? Like <laughs> right. it's God, it's like, you know? It doesn't fit. Yeah, no, it doesn't. So I did. And I ended up talking to a girl and then she's like, come back tomorrow. I'm like, sure, whatever. Ended up going back the next day. So again, this was God wow. and I opened up. I know it's like, see God. What God do you think made like, you go? Like, were you there. just, do you think you just wanted... <sighs> I mean, that's just like, I know I want you to keep talking, but no, I know this is why I'm saying like, seriously, I really do think that like this was, this was God. And I do remember my mind was just like, it was almost out of like, not evil, but like my, my thought process of going up to them was like, Oh, I'm going to go see like what these like Christians are doing. Like, what are these Christians doing? Like handing out Bibles. Yes. (laughs) Like truly it was not as a place of like, kindness. It was almost of a place of just being like judgmental. So how weird is that? It's, I think it's really important for you to say though, because I think as Christians now, a lot of times we look at people and think, oh, they want what we have. It's like a lot of times they don't, (laughs) they don't want what we have. So (laughs) like, I think it's a good thing to be aware of as like a part of your story, you know? Mm, Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I know I went up there like trying to judge them, you know, and (laughs) ended up like this girl just told me like the next day I went up to her, she was like, okay, well, you know, I hear your story because I told her, you know, I was a drug addict and all this other stuff. And she's like, you know what? Like Jesus died for all of that. And in that moment, I was like, what? Like nobody (laughs) has ever told me that like God died for my sins. And she was just like, yeah, he died for your sins and you can live a new life. And I think so much of being an addict, you, um, you want to, or sorry. So, so much of being an addict, you, you're like, stay in this cycle because nothing like you've always been a screw up. Your family thinks you're a screw up. So it's like, why should I change? Like, there's no reason to change. I'm known as the party girl, the screw up, like, why, why even try? So for somebody to actually tell you, like, there is a reason you're allowed to change and it's because mm. God died for all this stuff that you're trapped in. It really, really resonated with me. And a part of me just knew that, um, saying the Lord's prayer, cause she asked like, do you want to pray this prayer with me? And I just like had this feeling that it was going to save my life. And I didn't really know like exactly what it meant, but I just knew I'm like, something is going to, it's going to change my life. So we said wow. the prayer. Yeah. And then I literally felt like a weight got lifted off my shoulders. And that's another part I always pointed to, like in my first few months of sobriety, wondering if God was real. I just remember that feeling of literally like mm. feeling this weight off my shoulders. And yeah, it was good. It took two months after that to actually finally get sober, like relapsing. And then like, finally I got on my knees and was just like, God, if you're real, uh, I need help. And mm. then the next day I smoke the last bit of my heroin because I cannot not use. I'm an addict. So I smoked it, but then I met with a sponsor. And then from there on, I've you were been like, sober. can't let this go to waste. So I know how <laughs> I know. I'm like, you just can't do it when you're an addict. It's like, I don't know. I've never flushed drugs down the toilet. So it's okay. That was <laughs> last like, time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that's not like a funny thing to laugh about, but it's so real. Like I just no, appreciate yes. you being so transparent about your experience because it's like, I think we dramatize like the life of an addict, you know, if we haven't, if that's not our lived experience. So it's a help. I love like you sharing the reality of like what that's like. Yes. Yes. So that's yeah. the gist of, you know, what brought me to be uh, sober and what brought me to the Lord. I also think like, sorry, I'm probably not going to say this as eloquently as you said it, but the whole concept that like God was for you even before you were for him is like, oh, it's so good. It like almost brings me, uh, it just makes me want to cry. Cause like to hear you say that, like, you know, now you can look back and see that he was there all along the way. It's just like, it doesn't really matter how dark our moments are. Like at some point we'll be able to look back and see he was there. Like he, he, 
for you to even know, like, he saved my life, you know, before you even had a thought for him. I mean, that's just, it's moving, but also it's kind of a reality that I think we forget sometimes. Amen. (laughs) Absolutely. Amen. (laughs) I also, there was something else you said that I wanted to make sure I reiterated because I was like, wow. Oh, when you (laughs) said no one had ever told you before that Jesus died for your sins. I was like, I mean, I grew up in Alabama. So like people talking about Jesus dying for your sins is like, that's what they do. (laughs) I mean, it's hard to, um, it's hard to kind of fathom for somebody like who grew up with my experience of just like growing up in church. It's hard to imagine somebody just like never having heard that. But I think, again, I'm so glad you're saying these things because we forget that it's not just in third world countries that people haven't heard these things. Like there are people probably in your neighborhood that have never heard somebody say that to them. Like they may have heard it as a concept, but it's totally different for someone to like look you in the eye and say, no, he died for you. He died for your sins. And that's like, that's another thing. I'm just like, I'm so glad you're saying these things because we forget. We just forget that this is real life for people. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important to have relationships with people who aren't believers because yes. through your life, yeah, you never know there's going to be a moment where you might be able to present the gospel to them. And that's happened in my life with my brother, the one that's not with us anymore. And like, what a gift that is, you know, that through my relationship with my brother, actually both my brothers now, I've been able to present, you know, the Lord's prayer to them and they've accepted Jesus as their savior. And it's just like, how amazing is that? And it's so just encouraging people, like, don't be over, feel overwhelmed that like, there's people out there that don't know about Jesus. It's like just (laughs) in your normal life, like just keep doing what you're doing. And you never know when you're just going to have this like Holy Spirit moment where you're just like. I need to tell, like, ask this person, do you want to say the Lord's prayer? And just be bold in that moment because, you know, if you're aware, if you're aware of it, like it will happen. I believe it. And just say the prayer with them, you know? Well, and we have to believe that like we're placed where we're placed in life and in the world for a reason. And, you know, you were on that college campus for a reason and that girl was able to talk to you and, just the same, the people that are already in our lives, sometimes, I mean, not to say we just never go seeking out people who may need to know about Jesus, but like there's plenty of people that are already right around us, you know, that it doesn't take all that much effort sometimes. <laughs> totally. If you've been following me on social media, you know I'm starting to share tips and tutorials on an online graphic design program called Canva. I discovered this program a few years ago, and since then I've used it professionally and personally to create visually stunning graphics with a level of efficiency I didn't even know was possible. Lately, I've been seeing and speaking with content creators of all types, and I've discovered that many of you share the same view about your visual presence online that I do. You want your online presence to be aesthetically pleasing, but your core mission is to share the love of Christ. And so that's what you want to spend your time doing. And I totally understand that. That's why I'm recommending Canva to you. And I wouldn't recommend it if I didn't love it and use it myself all the time. Because with Canva, you can create beautiful social media posts, shareable images and graphics for your online platforms. You can curate a web page with images and graphics that look like they were created by a professional graphic designer. And you can do all of this without it taking up all your time or busting your budget. I've seen the results and I know Canva works. I know that Canva's millions of built-in stock images and elements, free icons and shapes, photo filters, and hundreds of fonts are just what you need to level up your online presence from social media to your website and beyond. You can even use it to create quality printed content that is directly aligned with your brand. So head to my show notes and use the link to try Canva Pro free today for 30 days. I just know that you will be as hooked as I was and you'll be a Canva user for life. So I know you talked about your brother a little bit and just your own experiences in life. And I kind of want to know what have these struggles, what have your, you talked about struggling with depression a little bit and you talked about the grief with your brother. What have these experiences 
What have they taught you? Looking back on it, what do you feel like is something that you have taken away about faith or about God's love that you want other people to know? Yeah. With uh, mental illness, it is, you know, it's what ultimately took my brother. It's what almost has taken my life. It's taken friends of mine's life. Like, it is so important to, uh, I think, just address your mental health issues and don't Mm -hmm. let them fall to the wayside. So that's why I'm so grateful that I feel like it's starting to come out in the light a lot more, like even just with churches are talking about it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because people need to know that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to have anxiety. Like these are normal things, honestly, but what makes it risky is when you don't address them and you just feel ashamed of them. And you're just like, I'm just going to get through this like by myself and hide and don't tell people about it. That's where I think it can start eating at you and you can start feeling trapped and you can, if there's addiction involved, then, you know, you're going to cloud your judgment, which, you know, is what happened with my brother. And it's just like, you can have this moment where you feel like there's no hope and that leads to suicide. And that's why it's just, it's so important to just address these issues is like the first thing I really want to harp on. Um, And also just to know that like, if you have a spirit like if, if all of this is going on, like, and if you're feeling suicidal, then that like, I've been suicidal back when I was an addict. And the thing that just always came up when I was feeling suicidal is that I felt like a burden to my family. And I thought that Mm -hmm. my life would be better if I wasn't there. And that is like polar opposite of the truth. And that's why I know that there's evil in this world because that's the enemy. Like, cause it is, it literally is polar opposite. And you aren't like not a burden to your family. And it will be so much worse if you leave, you know, like it's so much harder not having my brother here than when he was here as an addict, you know? So it's just, just know that there really is evil in this world. And that's why it's so important to put on the armor of God uh, in Galatians chapter six. I'm pretty sure it's Galatians chapter six, but I think so. that's, yeah. yeah, I've just studied it. So I'm like, okay, I think that's right, <laughs> but you've got to do it. Like, it's not just like some cute thing that God's, you know, it, it's like, this is like real freaking life. And if you are struggling with mental illness, it's like, and if you know God, then it's like, you have got to like put on your armor of God and be aware that like the enemy is trying to steal, kill and destroy. And yes. he walks around like a roaring lion. Like there's no joke there. So get help. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Like a lot of people are probably struggling with the same thing you are, but where you're going to go wrong is hiding this. Just don't hide it is like the biggest thing I want to say. And just your last question was just with like grief. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm still so new in the process. Like there's so much hardship with this and this could be a whole nother sermon on especially like death by suicide. You know, there's so much guilt with that. And truly, like if you're grieving and especially grieving the death of somebody uh, you love through suicide, I would really suggest um, spending time, you know, praying and crying and just letting God Mm -hmm. comfort you. Because if you turn away from God during a time like this, I think that, again, is super dangerous and that could lead to mental health issues. And it's just this vicious cycle. Like you, you want to like question God and there's nothing wrong with questioning God. Like I've done that already with this, but yes, if you just, yeah, I feel like you just just say a letter for the people in the back. There is nothing. (laughs) It's so normal to question God. I think that everybody has and everybody will. So yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Keep going. (laughs) No, you're good. Thank you. No, it's yeah. So just being sure God is in the center of your grieving, Mm. I think is critical and not, not inviting him in to comfort you. You know, I think that's super, super important. That's like, oh, that's such a beautiful picture too, because just all through everything you've been saying, I keep thinking, you know, of that verse that says like, where we are weak, he is strong. And it's like, we, I, I think, I know for me personally, I, I honestly, you know, I had kind of a, a little bit of a traumatic upbringing, but I don't think I ever super struggled with mental health until after I had my son. And then it was like, all of a sudden anxiety just like hit me like a truck. And it's like, I'll get anxious about the stupidest 
stuff, which I think is, you know, pretty typical of being a mom. But I mean, I, I can remember thinking like, I think everybody thinks this when they start to struggle, but they think, oh, I just don't want people to think like I'm a bad Christian. Like what kind of faith do I have that I sit here and I worry that my son's going to stop breathing in the middle of the night? Like who does that? Like, so then you sit there and you start feeling down on yourself and you start thinking, oh, I must just like have no faith. Like what kind of Christian sits here and worries about this? Like I should be believing that God will take care of him. So then that's when the, you know, urge to want to hide it comes in. And the reality Mm -hmm. is just what you're saying. It's the exact opposite. And I think the more we can talk about things like this and the more we can say like, this is real and this is normal and it's okay to question God. It's okay to question your faith. It's okay to sit there and worry. And, you know, I mean, we don't want those things to go on, but like, these are normal things. These are just like normal things in seasons of life. And so I love what you're saying about, you know, being open about it and then also letting God come meet you there. And because that's the other thing is I feel like we feel like we have to get to a certain point before we can present it to God. Like, oh, I have to get to the point where I really feel like I can say, I trust him with this. I think a lot of times when we're dealing with these really deep rooted issues, like we're talking about here, it's like, Sometimes, I, I mean, even with my anxiety, which I feel like just pales in comparison to some of the things you're talking about, like it's so minor, but at, no, at the end of the day. No, it's not minor. It's not minor. It's <laughs> well, your story. It is. You know, no, well, you're good. It just feels, you know, but anyways, that's what I have to go off of. But I just think there's even been times when I've gone to pray about it and I'm like, you know, I'll pray and I'll literally say, I'm going to be honest, I don't trust you with this. You know, it's like, I'm so scared. Like, I don't trust you with this. But even just saying that, like, allows him to come in and meet you in that place. And I think that's so important. Yes. I love everything you said. (laughs) Oh, well, you inspired it. Like, literally, I just started (laughs) thinking about that based off of what you were saying. So No, you did great. You summarized it very well. So that's perfect. It's It's, perfect. and I know you, um, you're already touching on this, but like, so for people who are grieving, for people who are struggling with their own mental health, for people who are like me and just like have anxiety, what would be like specific tips you would give them for walking through that time? Yeah. So specifically to grief, but honestly, it, I actually, never mind. for everything that we, you just said, I definitely think allowing yourself to cry and be broken is my number mm-hmm. one tip. And just letting yourself feel all the emotions, just don't stuff it in. And truly like my closet has been my like amazing war room, if you want to call it that or whatever. Like I still need to watch that movie, but it really has like, my point is go somewhere super quiet, dark, where there's no distractions and just cry your heart out or just feel all the emotions you need to feel. Uh, That helps a ton. And then my second suggestion that comes right after that is when you're done, you know, crying and letting it all out, go read a devotional. I love Jesus calling. It has spoken to me. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like (laughs) literally like what happens in my closet and what I'm like praying about or crying about, especially with my brother, I'll be done. I'll read my Jesus devotional for the day. And literally like the words mimic what I feel like God was telling Mm -hmm. me in the closet. It's like, I've heard it's so many people say that about that devotional. Yes. See, what is, I love Sarah Lee or Sarah Young, Sarah Young. Yeah, I think it's Sarah Young. She's amazing. So I would suggest, and it doesn't have to be that devotional. Like it can be anything. It could be God's word. It could be sure whatever, but I would suggest reading something uh, after you have that moment. And then of course, journaling. And then my third tip is uh, to get help. Yeah. To not be afraid to get help because I think there's a stigma of getting help. And it's almost like you feel like if you get a counselor, then it's like, oh boy, like it's yes. really bad. <laughs> this is where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, it's not bad. This is, if anything, it's, you can main, it's a good maintenance tip. Like you don't yes. have to just see a counselor when stuff is like rock yeah. bottom. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So counseling, but if you can't afford counseling, there are so many support groups, even just on mm-hmm. Instagram that I'm finding for grief specifically, but for mental health issues, And I think there's, I'm not on Facebook, but I know that there's uh, Facebook groups. This man, I just want to say his name is David Kessler. He's a grief specialist and uh, he has a free Facebook group for grieving. I'm not on it. Yeah. But I've, so he also has this website that I, 
I've paid for for a month and it's $35. So it's cheaper than, you know, a counselor. Um, and he has videos and zoom meetings and it's all grief based and it's very healing and it's really good. Yeah. Or even just free support groups. You know, if you're struggling with addiction, AA helped me get sober NA. If you're grieving, there's grief support groups, you know, and I'm sure that there's something for, you know, depression as well, you know, so I'm sure that's what I suggest. Yeah. But get help. I also know, like, depending on what kind of church you go to, some bigger churches have these groups, like they meet there at the church. So that's another good option. Um, My sister is a, well, she has her master's degree in mental health counseling. So that's like what she does. And she told me, I was talking to her about this anxiety thing. And I was like, yeah, I just don't know if I should see somebody. And she was like, Laura, mental health counseling should be preventative care. It's not. Yeah. And I was like that. I mean, I just feel like that is so not how society views it. But when she said that to me, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Like, I know. Oh, it should be. <laughs> I love that she said that. Yeah, I thought that was so well said. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so I'm switching gears just a little bit, and I probably yep. should have asked this earlier, but I, I just this is on my list to ask you because I, I I love your story. I feel like I say that to almost everybody I interview, but I just think our stories are so unique and so uniquely powerful. Like your story can change lives in a way that um, other people's can't, just because you know you have something special to say, and I think that about everybody's story. But yes. um, for yours in particular, I want to know. What was it like to share your story in a public way? Like, was that hard? Because obviously there's fear of judgment. There's fear of what people are going to think of you. There's fear of, well, there's fear there. So I just want to know what that was like. Yeah, well, I mean, truly for the past few years, I have been living in fear because I have felt a desire to get on social media Mm -hmm. and share my story. And I let fear absolutely dictate that. I came up with so many excuses. And even until this last year, I feel like my self-esteem struggled. And finally, it's gotten much, much better. And that took a lot of healing in God. And um, so I have absolutely let fear dictate, you know, who hears my story. But um, I think now that I'm out here and doing it, I mean, it's so recent, you know, like I said, it's just been about a month and a half I've been on Instagram. But Um, there is really something that's healing about it, even just in the grieving Mm. process, even though, I mean, it's really hard. Like every post I post about my brother, like wrecks me, like I'm like crying after, I mean, it's, it really is hard. It's harder posting than probably not posting, but then once it's done, I do feel like hope that maybe it's in a way redeeming my brother's story. And, Mm. uh, anyways, that's been helping a lot. Just feeling like they're could be like one person that might needed, might have needed to hear me talk about like suicide, not being the answer. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. It's like, but I literally, I was just talking to you about this. I, I got my first YouTube video, like ready to go. Yeah. Yes. But I didn't <laughs> post it. I went, I fear took over yesterday mm. and I just was like, Oh my word. Like, what am I doing? Because my second video I'm planning on putting out there is my testimony. And to just go out on social media and be so vulnerable. Yep. And it's not for everybody. Sure. I, I feel called to be on social media for the sole purpose of encouraging other people. Yep. So it's just my journey. That's it. But it is. It's hard. So my point is, it still is a challenge. But I have been finding that the more I do it, the easier it's getting. And I, I've, I'm mm-hmm. sure it's a combination of the... Um, the feedback, the people commenting saying, oh my gosh, just like, I needed to hear this. Thank you so much. And like I said, even just on a personal level, I feel like it's kind of healing me and, um, yeah, that's about it. But I'm definitely, I need to go post that YouTube video because you do. I, yeah, I realize I'm like, okay, hold up. I think that this is fear and I need to just, <laughs> I need to do it. I need it. If I can help one person, it's it. like, I just, yeah, thank you. Gotta do everybody, it. Everybody that's listening, our, our goal is to go post all over Alex's Instagram and tell her <laughs> she needs to post her YouTube video. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. I need the accountability. Yeah, we'll all hold you accountable. We'll be your little support group for posting. But <gasps> thank I, you. I think that that's, 
I think that that's really real what you're saying. I mean, I felt the same. I know I felt the same way when I, I had Instagram before I started using my Instagram for what I use it for now. And when I kind of switched gears, it, I felt the same way. And it's so silly because we know the kind of impact that is that we can have when we share these truths. But at the same time, there is always fear about how people are going to perceive it, what they're going to think, what they're going to say, whether it's in front of you or behind your back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's real. And um yeah, it's it's I, I like what you're saying though about how once you actually do it, it's usually like, oh, that was kind of like restorative a little bit in a way. So yeah. and the one thing I'm yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Okay, the one thing that you just reminded me when you were saying that is I think remembering that God is the only person that really matters as far as like mm. what he thinks about you. And that sounds cliche, but really keeping that at the forefront of your mind, if you're trying to be vulnerable on social media, I think helps because I think if your heart's in the right place and you know, you're just trying to help somebody or whatever it might be. But I think if your heart is aligned with God, Mm -hmm. then I think you're good. And it doesn't matter. You know, it really doesn't. If people hate it, whatever, like it's, (laughs) it just matters like what God, you know, is thinking about what you're doing. And if you feel like you're walking in like, what God called you to do, then I think you're fine. And just remembering that, like people are going to hate it. People are going to talk crap about you. Uh, and, but if you are making the impact that, you know, you were kind of called to do, then you got to remember, it doesn't matter. Like God is what matters. So, yeah. And it's like, it's kind of like what we were talking about. We briefly talked about this before we started this interview, but it's like, I just have always told myself as I've kind of started this mission of like trying to do this podcast and doing the whole inspiring people in their faith business. It's like, I I know I'm going to get it wrong sometimes. Like we just are, you know, we're not perfect. We're not going to say all the right things. We're not going to do all the right things, but I would rather be wrong like nine times out of 10, but know that I'm doing something for the kingdom that I really believe in than just sit still and not like, I would much, yes. I would much rather, and I think everybody would agree with that. It's like, wouldn't you rather try to live the big life that God has in store for you than just sit and wait? Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I would rather be wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, that is so good. Especially, yeah, just like take my life as an example with my brother. Okay. Honestly, it's like life is short and you don't know if like somebody needs to hear something. And even just, I'm talking even in your personal life, if there's somebody who, you know, who's like kind of not been having good days lately and stuff, just call them, you know, don't wait. Don't be like, Oh, they don't want to hear from me, whatever. It's like, no, honestly, like life, you don't know what could happen to somebody. Like just call them, just do it. And same with social media. If you're trying to be vulnerable, I'm talking to myself and you obviously here. It's like, just do it. We're preaching to just ourselves. do it. I know. Yeah. Like, cause somebody might need to hear it and yeah, you know, you don't have tomorrow and some people aren't thinking about tomorrow and that's the yeah. truth. So, you know, and I don't we know. Won't, we probably won't even ever know the impact that we had on people. Like I've, I really believe that all of us have probably had experiences even just like at the grocery store and we'll never know what those small things meant to people. Yep. And until we can really grasp that people's lives are actually at stake, it, it's we're not going to move forward with like the fervency that we should. And so, yeah, I think that should inspire us too, especially when people have had an experience like what you've had with your brother. It's like, no, people's lives are actually at stake. So, you know, his story is worth sharing and your story is worth sharing for that alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last advice. Sorry, that was like <laughs> a, that was kind of a <laughs> heavy moment there, but. No, it's what, okay. What else, like, what would you, I just want to know what is your, what are your last words of wisdom for people before we move on to something fun to wrap this yes, up? Like, yes. What do you want people to know, whether it's about grief, whether it's about mental illness, addiction, anything. What, what would you tell people? I think what I would tell them is to not give up on God, no matter Mm -hmm. what you may be going through. Um, it could be grief. It could be marriage problems. It could be 
a job issue. It could be something related to COVID. It could be health. Um, I just would tell people that God is good and God wants to help you. And sometimes what God does isn't going to be what you thought was the right thing. But yeah, and in those moments is where I would encourage you to just still trust that God is good because the Bible says God never changes. He's always good. And that's why you just have to hold on to him because there's ever changing constants or variances, whatever you want to say, like in the world, like people are going to fail you. Your job's going to fail your health, all that, like it's going to happen, but God is the only thing that's going to stay steady and true in your life. So that's why holding on to him is key, especially during hardships. Don't turn away from him because that's literally your lifeline and your support. Mm. And he will be so faithful to comfort you. If you let him comfort you, then just take it from me with grieving. Like there have been moments that I, I just like, I'm like, oh my word, heaven is real angels are real. Like my brother is home with God. It it just has made my faith grow in just this whole new way. And it's because Mm -hmm. I held on to God from the moment I found out about this and I'm going to keep holding on to him, you know, because I, I'm still healing and I still need his comfort. So, um, just, just hold on to God. Don't, don't run away from him. And if you're mad at God, if that's one of your things, if you're challenging your faith, all of that, I know it sounds weird, but talk to God, tell him like, Hey, I don't trust this in the Bible. So explain to me, because if you're keeping him in the center of those kind of conversations, he will be faithful to show you the answer to your questions. But it's when you start straying away that I think the enemy can really take a foothold and start, start, uh, making you go down a bad path. Yeah. So, yeah. God's big enough to handle our temper tantrums. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) I love everything you have to say. Uh, Just like, I'm like holding it together emotionally from your story. I just (laughs) love it. Like, I love, I love what you have to say. I love what you stand for. I love what your social media stands for. Keep being vulnerable because it definitely impacted me. So you you hit your one person. (laughs) Oh, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you Um, for sharing. Thank you very much. Uh, I really do. I don't just, I'm not just saying that. I really do love it. And for everybody listening, we're going to link all her stuff in the show notes. So make sure to check it out because it really is great, great, great stuff. And also you have to tell her to post her YouTube videos. So <laughs> you have homework today, friends. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> um, okay, I end the show this way every single time and we have to, uh, we're running out of time, so I'll talk quickly. But tell mm-hmm. us three things you're loving right now. I did think about this. So the first thing (laughs) is Jesus Calling Devotional. We talked about it, but that has been huge in my, you know, journey with grieving. It's always been huge in my life. My husband even wrote, Will You Marry Me in it. That's how he proposed to me. I'm not joking. Yes. Yes. So Jesus Calling Devotional. I know it's like there is something magical about this book. Go get it. You may find yourself a husband, people. So (laughs) Yes. So Jesus Calling Devotional by Sarah Young. Go get it. Uh, Number two, this is uh, just, it's a vitamin, but I know it's like, sounds weird. It's like, it doesn't, but it's called bio vegetarian and it's by priority one. And I'm not sponsored or anything by, I see a naturopath and I'm only mentioning this. I felt like even silly mentioning it, but truly it it boosts your immune system. The only reason I'm mentioning that is because I know like COVID's going on right now. Yeah. And if you're just like trying to boost your immune system, if you're going back to the gym or if you think you're going to go on an airplane ride, like I tell all my Mm. friends about this, um, it's killer. It's like, there's like cayenne pepper in it, all kinds of like like garlic, just stuff that's really going to help your immune system. So I tell all my loved ones, and I've like bought bottles and sent them to my family and you can do your own <laughs> research, but I swear it's like from my naturopath. It's, it's like, it's legit. And it's it really does. Stuff. We, whenever we travel, we take it like all the time and we take it just even like for maintenance, we take it. So I would really suggest cool. bio vegetarian okay. by priority one. And then, um, I'm trying to think of what my third thing was. Cause I had it. I don't remember. Well, walking. So that's like another kind of random oh, thing, yeah. but that's not <laughs> just random. walking, especially if you're having a hard time, if any of this resonated with you and you really are struggling with these things, uh, I really just would suggest going outside. And if you can be out in nature, that's an extra bonus, but just going on a walk, there's just something where 
just getting out of your environment, being mm-hmm. outside. It's just so healing. And especially like with COVID, all of that going on again, just walking has been such a blessing in my life. So I those are my three things. Agree. <laughs> we go yes. walking pretty much every day. Yep. It just like, there's something about it that just helps clear the mind and being, yeah, you're right. Being out of your like kind of environment and out in nature. It's like so good. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Well, Alex, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your story and being vulnerable and transparent and telling us about, just telling us about your heart. I love it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Alex, thank you for being a part of our show this week. I love your heart to spread hope to every corner of the world. You've already gotten started, but I know that you've barely scratched the surface of this message you're spreading and how many people it can reach. We can't wait to support your clothing company and your YouTube channel. I loved when Alex said, God is in your story. If you look at your story, I promise God is there. I love it because I think, while it's obvious in Alex's story that she shared, it's true for all of us. When we comb through our life's history, we see God is in every moment, every interaction, every decision. The good and the bad, He sits with us through it all. Thank you, Alex, for reminding us that where we look for God, He often shows up. For everyone listening, I can't wait to meet you back here next time. Next episode is actually going to be a special one. We're just about at the six-month mark for the Where Faith Grows podcast, which is super exciting. So I'm doing a special episode where I talk through the journey so far and give you some insight into where we're headed. I can't wait to see you there. Today's show music was created by Nick Petrov. Additional music and editing are by Aaron Trimble. And show notes are by yours truly. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for joining me, everyone. If you love Where Faith Grows, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give it a thumbs up. I sure am glad to have you join me in this space where we can explore faith and all the places it grows together. Have a wonderful week, friends. I'll see you next time on Where Faith Grows. Where Faith Grows.